This is Maureen Kafkis, the Brain BS Coach, here to tell you about the episode today. So today I was inspired. This is actually an additional bonus podcast episode because I was inspired when I found an abandoned little bunny in our backyard who I have since named Henry, who I am sad to say passed away today. But I want to take you through the emotional roller coaster that I went through and how to deal with Henry, how to deal with a situation where the odds aren't good, where you're not really sure that you're going to have an impact or make a difference, but you want to make sure that you show up in a way that you feel good about. This is what we call managing our minds. And I am going to show you how to deal with an abandoned animal from a living conscious point of view. And this can be applicable to any situation where you don't, where you're not sure that you're going to be able to make a difference. Let's settle in and get started. Episode number 88 of the Brain BS podcast, Henry the Wild Bunny. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, the podcast where thought work, emotional intelligence, and universal law come together to empower humans to cut the crap and finally master their brain BS. It is time to stop blaming everybody else for your problems and start taking responsibility for your own life and emotional state. I am your host, Maureen Kafkis, a doctor of occupational therapy, a certified life coach, and an expert on brain BS. My mission is to motivate you to learn how to live consciously and manage your mind on purpose so you can create a life free of needless suffering. Now, who does not want that? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. I am a busy lady lately because I decided to do a series for drug overdose awareness, which is on August 31st. I'm doing a five- five episode series with loved ones who have had a relationship with somebody who is addicted to drugs. We talk about so many different angles, the judgment, the enabling, the secrecy, the regret, the shame. There's so many aspects to this and it touches so many people's lives. So it's a really important series and I'm really taking it seriously and I want to spend most of my time on this. But then something happened yesterday that kind of threw me off, or the day before, actually, two days. And uh, I just, I was really compelled to share what happened and how I managed my mind because it's so useful how I did it. I think, I just talked to a friend on the phone, and if you're listening to this, you know who I'm talking about. We learn all the tools, we read all the books, we get everything we need, but we still don't use them. So I think that one of the best ways that I can help you guys is to show you how to use the tools that you already have. And if you've been listening to this podcast and you're on this episode, number 88, you really do have the tools that you need. And I'm going to keep giving you the tools. I'm also in the process of getting ready to start a community. I'm going to start it with a Facebook group, but then it's going to transition into a Brain BS forum. But I have a lot going on and I'm really excited about this. But we today are going to talk about Henry the Wild Bunny. So in our neighborhood, it's not uncommon for, I don't know why Ginger never does it, but Basil, um, my dog Basil, his sniffer is definitely a little bit more intense. He has this little thing of bringing me baby bunnies. So it's happened multiple times and 
it's actually like I can see my personal growth reflected in these bunnies being brought to me because it changes each time it happens. The first time I sobbed uncontrollably and I was just like rejecting reality and this was terrible. And I mean, it literally was making me sick. It was so difficult. Now, last year when it happened, um, I was still sad and I cried really hard for a minute. And then I was like, well, this is just life. And, and this obviously was the day that this bunny was meant to die. So this year, Basil brings a little bunny, but it's just sitting on the patio on the cement there where I just saw him standing in the grass. Now, this baby bunny is so little, it doesn't even have fur yet. It, it doesn't have its eyes open and it's just tiny. And at first I wasn't even sure what it was. I looked it up, found out it was a bunny. And then I was trying to find the nest to put it back at the nest. And I'll go through all these myths in a minute so that you actually know what to do if you find a bunny. But I was just looking anyway to find out where it was and thinking I'd have to get gloves and, and all this different stuff. But for the life of me, I could not find this nest and I know it had to be right where the bunny was because a minute before that I looked at Basil and he was in the same area and there was no bunny on the cement. So I'm looking, 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 can't find it. And we're just trying to figure out what to do with this baby bunny. But the thing is, is because of my experience with these bunnies in the past, my third, my first thought was, well, we're not gonna be able to save this bunny. And there was a part of me that just emotionally kind of shut down to the possibility of even trying to do it. I wasn't doing it consciously at the time. I realized this since I reflected on it afterwards. But I was just like, every time we try to call a wildlife person who's supposed to, you know, be the person you call in this situation, never, ever, ever has anyone ever answered. Not once. So I'm kind of skeptical about the whole process and about how they, how they um, have it set up. But probably I should look into that now when something's not happening. Anyway, back to the bunny. So I was like really um, trying to figure out this, this little baby bunny. We didn't know what to do with it then because we couldn't find a nest. So we just kind of put it back in the grass, like right there in that area. And we kept the dogs off that side of the yard so that the bunny would be safe. Now, so here is my theory, <laughs> and this is kind of brain BS too, because I read about it afterwards. My theory was that the bunny would come, the mom would come and get the bunny and put it back in the nest because it was close to the nest and she would be able to find it. So I, but I was worried about the cat across the street that it was going to come over and eat the bunny. But I wasn't really, I, I was able to distance myself from the emotions and from all of it because it is, it's wildlife and there, you know, I, it's just life. So yesterday, um, when my, I woke up early, I woke up first and when my husband came out, he said, did you look over there for the bunny? And I was like, no, you look over there for the bunny because I didn't want to face what was over there. So you see multiple kinds of brain BS already. First one was shutting down because it's too sad. The second one was thinking that I had this plan in place that could actually work and I believed it because I believed my thoughts and they weren't true. And then the third one was avoiding the discomfort of going over and looking at the bunny. Now, insert any animal or human you want to in this scenario because we do the same thing when loved ones are sick or when they're at the end of their lives. 
We don't, it's uncomfortable. We make up stories in our head. And to take us down the path of least resistance where we have to experience the least amount of discomfort. That's what we're usually shooting for as humans, to avoid discomfort. So anyway, I decided then to go out and this little bunny was laying out there and I said, okay, I can't take it anymore. Because I was like trying to just accept reality and not take responsibility because I didn't think I could fix the situation. I was like, what am I going to be able to do? Nobody's going to answer me on the phone. This baby's probably going to die. A lot of baby bunnies die, actually. That's like even if they're healthy and they're with their mom. But I remembered something that I heard a while ago, and I totally relied on this at the end of my dad's life. I didn't have this when my mom was dying, but it's a quote, and I, for the life of me, I can't remember who it is, but it's, it says, sometimes the only thing we can do is love. And I was like, okay, so if, I, if I'm going to be from a place of love, what, what can I do for this bunny? So I looked up how to make a nest, and we made a nest for the bunny, and then I looked up how to feed the bunny, and then I went running around the house looking. I mean, it had this whole concoction of how to make goat milk and different things for the bunny because they can't um, drink cow's milk, but we had almond milk. So I decided to use that. So I found a teeny little straw on the bar that's usually for cocktails and um, put the bunny and I read. So, so this is when I found out that mother bunnies are like the only almost one of the only species that can't move their babies back to where they want them they're not able to do that so that blew my whole theory that the mom was coming and gonna get this baby because it's it just they're not capable of doing that and i also read how how what good mothers they are and how much they love them and that made me think about moms in general no matter how much we try to protect our loved ones and our children you know shit happens and and we can't so I ended up, got the nest, then I, so I laid it on its back because baby bunnies, they, they should get fed on their back because that's how mom feeds them. And then after you feed them, you have to rub their genitals because they can't go to the bathroom on their own when they're like less than a week old. So I was like, okay. I mean, when I first read it, I'm like, oh my God. And then I was like, if I'm in love and I'm going to do the most loving thing I can for this bunny at the end of its life, this is, this is it. This is what I have to do. Or I could just not do anything and just leave the bunny there. Well, so that brings up another point. In these situations, whether it's a baby bunny or a loved one, you want to love the way you showed up in the situation. You don't want to just be kind of okay with it. You want to love the way you showed up to the situation because you wouldn't believe how much I did for my mom and when she died, I felt shame, guilt, and regret, which is ridiculous. I knew nothing about brain BSN. I, you know, I wouldn't do that to myself now. But that's what we do when we don't have the knowledge and we don't have the ability to manage our mind. So I was like, okay. So I went out there and I got this little straw and this little baby bunny was opening up its mouth. And I was putting it like putting little bits of milk in it with the straw and bawling my eyes out <laughs> so so that was another gift in this moment I had shut down my emotions and disconnected from them because it was too painful 
But when you do that, it just stays stored in your body. So it's not like you're really avoiding it or getting away from it. In fact, you're holding on to it instead of letting it go. So when I was feeding it, I was like bawling and I was just like, I love you, baby bunny. I mean, I know, I know, I'm sorry, but this is how I operate in these kind of situations. I just was completely and utterly in love with this tiny little baby bunny in this moment and watching its little mouth open and close to receive the milk that I was giving it. So, and I, so then I was trying to get it to defecate or to urinate. I wasn't able to do that. And I just kind of had a feeling, um, you know, that, that the baby, the, the baby bunny wasn't going to make it. I started to come up with a scenario in my mind of which neighbor would be willing to take it because we have a wedding this weekend. Um, but I really, I, I think I knew that it wasn't going to happen. But I believe the gift was for me to realize that we're never powerless. You know, that kind of makes me a little teary-eyed for a minute because there's so many things happening in this world right now that make us feel powerless. Like there's nothing that we can do and we can't have an impact. And we're so big looking at the whole picture and society in general and dividing ourselves into groups that we're forgetting that the one thing that we can always do, that we can always rely on, that's going to solve all the problems is love. We just have to love. I'm not saying you have to love somebody who has opposing views, but you have to, well, I guess I am saying that actually. You don't have to like them, but we're, we all come from the same cloth. Like it or not, we are not really separated. It's only our minds that make us think that we're individuals with our own needs and preferences and desires, but we all came here to do the same thing. So I just, I want you to know, I think the reason for this episode today is to make you aware of the power of love. I mean, we sorely underestimate it. We think that we have to find all these solutions, get all these laws in order. We, and we do, but we have to get them in order from a loving place, not from a place of anger and frustration and hate, because that's not working. We've been doing that for a long time and it is not working. So I'm doing this episode so that Henry the Wild Bunny did not die in vain, that I experienced a really beautiful time with him yesterday afternoon I am totally okay with the fact that he died because of the way I handled it. But if I just let him sitting out there and I didn't do anything to help the bunny, it could probably still be weighing on me. I mean, not a lot. I would probably suppress it so that I wouldn't have to think about it and feel it. But again, anytime we repress feelings or we suppress them, we're just holding on to them. It just causes more and more problems because we literally operate from our subconscious 95% of the time. So in terms of law of attraction and trying to create something new in your life that you want and love, you're not going to be able to do that if you're holding on to all kinds of negative emotions in your subconscious. Just saying. Okay, well, I hope, I hope that you learned something valuable here today. And I will see you next episode. I am really looking forward to the series on drug overdose awareness 
And I have an episode coming up next week with a master certified coach who talks about authenticity and leadership and gives you some really good tips on self-coaching. So lots of good things coming your way. And I am going to start creating the community. I hope you'll join me there because the one thing else that I've also come to realize that is going to solve the world's problems is not only love, but it has to be the community, not the government, the community. We all have to come together to solve the problems. And we know that living consciously is a solution to all problems. So there you have it. Thank you. Again, hope you learned something valuable today. See you next time. If you like what you heard here today, I would really appreciate it if you would follow the Brain BS podcast. Do a quick review, give me five stars, and share it with everyone you know. You can interact with me and request topics for the podcast on the Brain BS page on Facebook. You can also go to www.thebrainbs.com to sign up for the Brain BS updates and get to know me better. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and spreading the word. Always remember, the only thing standing between you and a more fulfilling life is understanding your Brain BS and choosing to live consciously.